TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good morning. Welcome back in. And we go live and direct to Grand Isle to talk with Sam Hopper, the star tournament director for the Coastal Conservation Association, who's on Ride the Bull duty today. Sam, how's things shaping up down there? Good morning, Don. It's shaping up great, man. We have over 400 uh, anglers today, and we're getting ready in in probably about an hour to blow the horn and and send them into the pass. All right. Going to be a great day for it. Well, it's the last week of the uh, Star Tournament, the last, uh, you know, we're headed into the Labor Day weekend. That's going to wrap it up, and uh, it's been a good one. I mean, what's the turnout been, and uh, any surprises this year? It's been phenomenal, Don. We've seen it. Everybody signing up. We, we've had contestants from Montana uh, that came down just for the day sign up for the Star Tournament. It's it's really been been big, and, and a lot of youth anglers have signed up. Um, the surprising thing is, we just about two weeks ago, we finally got our first yellowfin tuna on the board, and uh, the leader right now is 150 pounds by Hunter Joffreon, and he caught that out of Venice. But other than that, Don, I, I'm telling you, man, it's it's kind of an open open leaderboard. I think a bunch of these fish could be beat, but like like you just said, we have about eight days left, eight or nine days left of the tournament, and uh, st- still plenty of of uh, spots to be moved around if if people get out there and fish. I would have to say the surprise uh, this year, of course, all of the categories are full, first through third, and all of them, but. Uh, that bank fishing category at Michael Fesco, Ooh. 6.31, that's pretty respectable. I mean, he's beating the fly fishing, the ladies only, the kayak division, and a couple of the, the open uh, divisions, too, on a, a speckled trout. That's pretty formidable fishing from the bank. It is. And, look, we've we've had a, a great bank turnout this year. Uh, a bunch of people from all the way from Hackberry all the way to, you know, Grand Isle, Venice have been catching them. Uh, off the bank and it, it it's just shaping up that uh, yeah a six pound fish is is gonna probably win it off the bank which is uh which is a big one well sam i wanted to talk about the kids category because to me that has always been the most underutilized category there is it's so easy doesn't cost anything in fact i've got a friend of mine who told me yesterday he was taking a kid out 
just to target a sheephead so they could get an entry in the sheephead category. They're already vented into the trout. Explain exactly how that works and how easy it is for people to get their kids in position to win their own little boat, motor, and trailer. It's super easy, Don. Uh, First off, they have to be a member of CCA, but if they are already a member of CCA, it is free entry for them, and all they have to do is catch a 14-inch speckled trout and or a 14-inch sheep's head, take a picture of it, the you know, the child with the fish on a roller, and then text it to me, email it to me at sam at cca louisiana, or uh, give us a call at the office and we can walk you through it at 225-952-9200. But, but yes, get the, you know, look, we have a long weekend coming up next weekend, and, and I know school's back in session, but but get them signed up and, and enter them a, you know, get them entered into a chance to, to win a boat. Uh, we love making these, these youth year, uh, and their their siblings jealous by by them having the the new the new boat in the household. So uh, super easy. But if you have any issues, give me a call on my cell phone at three one eight two six seven twenty two eighty eight, and I'd be more than happy to walk you through the process. All right, and I've got that number on hand if someone wants to text me and get it sent to them if they're driving and didn't have a chance to jot it down, we'll be happy to pass it along. But, I mean, what have you got? you probably got uh, maybe a little over 100 entries total right now, so odds are pretty good on winning. Uh, exactly. Probably just over 100, and we've had over 2,000 youth sign-ups this year. So, uh, so get them, you know, get them while you can. Like well, like we said, we have about eight nine days left, and uh, it, it's by far the easiest easiest division to win, or, or uh, you know, get the kids involved. Easy opportunity, and there's also a lot of those tagged redfish swimming around too. So uh, if you're going to be fishing now through Labor Day, you might want to get your star ticket. You know, you, like the man used to say, you got to be crazy not to get a star ticket. You know, you're exactly right, Don. Yeah, we've had. We still have 142 of them swimming around the coast, um, which, you know, 100 being the red tags, which we've had, I think, I believe, four caught. And then we've had four blue tags, which is beer for a year. So uh, I don't know many dads or or wives that, that uh, or moms that wouldn't, wouldn't want beer for a year. So <laughs> get signed up. Get out there. There's still plenty of fish swimming around. And, uh, and, and go get them. It looks like the, the – it's hot but it looks like the weather is going to be good here throughout Labor Day. So get on the water, get signed up for the star tournament, and and, and, and win something. Sam, you've done a great job. It's been a good tournament. Not quite over yet, but uh, when we look back at it, I'm sure the numbers are very good and the fishing's been good. So uh, everything's great. Hopefully it turns out the same way at Ride the Bull, and uh, thanks for all you do for the fishermen of Louisiana at CCA. We appreciate it. Thank you, Don. All righty. That's Sam. Hopper, the tournament director for the Star Rodeo with CCA. All right, coming back after this, uh, we're going to take a little trip from Grand Isle and head east. We're going to go check in with Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana, find out what he's done this week and what the plan for the weekend is. You might want to join in and eavesdrop on his report. It's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. And our Born on the Bayou report each week is a presentation of CETO. Now, you know them. CETO is those big yellow boats. It's like the cavalry coming when you need boat towing, fuel delivery, a jump start, and it's service for every boat you own, rent, or even borrow. Check it out. You can call Captain Chris, get a policy. It's $199. That's for the entire year, and it is renewable. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or you can simply sign up online at com, Captain Mike joins us now. And, uh, Captain Mike, boy, the heat continues on. How about the fishing? Well, I tell you, Don, the fishing was pretty good this week. I made a couple of trips into some of the deeper passes in the local area, Unknown Pass, Lake Catherine Pass, Wrigley's Pass, and, you know, down on the bottom with live shrimp, catch a variety of fish, you know, you the redfish, the sheephead, the speckled trout are there. There's still plenty of white trout, the occasional black drum. The only thing we're not seeing that we did see much earlier in the year was, you know, we caught the freshwater catfish every now and again, and we'd also catch a bass here and there when we fished in the marsh. And since our salinities are so much higher, I haven't seen a freshwater catfish in quite a while and hadn't caught a bass in quite a while. So those are... Those seem to have moved away, but the normal suspects are still around and leave early, fish until maybe 11 or 12 o'clock and head back in, you know, stay hydrated. You can have a good day. Uh, we got a, a over a foot and a half tide range today. How is that going to affect the fishing in your area? Well, it's not as big a nuisance to the fish as it is to the fishermen. I would just say maybe double up on your sinkers. You know, if I'm fishing unknown pass where there's a lot of water movement, or even Wrigley's Pass, where there's more water movement, I might be using two, maybe even three ounces of lead to get down to the bottom. But it, it doesn't really affect those fish. It, that That's when your fish is going to really hug the bottom and sort of let that water pass over the top of them. So they'll even be flatter down on the bottom. You won't find as many fish suspended within the water column. So you just got to use that current to your advantage when it's going to be pushing that hard and just fish right down flat on the bottom. Mike, you know, after a long, hot summer, and, boy, this one's been long, hot, and dry, uh, we start turning our thoughts towards the transition period. When typically does transition happen in your area where those trout start moving into under the bridges and along the edges of the marshes instead of out in the open, deep passes? Right. I would I would generally say by mid-September, the fish have stopped spawning and started migrating into our area. This, again, is a different type of year 
with the Mississippi River being so low, we have high salinities much closer by, and that's why we have legal speckled trout in all of the deep water passes as well as Lake Bourne. I have heard of a few trout being caught under the bridges in Pontchartrain. So there's really no place for them to go. They're already here. It's just there'll be more of them. And as time goes on, those fish that were undersized two, three weeks ago will now be keeper size. So they're constantly growing in this warm water. They eat quite a bit. You know, their metabolism is kind of sped up with the warm water temperatures. Got it. Mike, uh, we got you on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You can find Angling Adventures of Louisiana there or go to AAofLA.com for a direct uh, connection. And, boy, he's got a great website. And, Mike, if they want to just give you a call and talk about some dates uh, down the road, tell them how to get you. Very simple, Don. You can reach me at 985-781-7811. I got a team of well-seasoned captains. And we try to accommodate everybody as best we can. And a great on-water lodge uh, overlooking the Big Branch National Wildlife Refuge. What a great opportunity out there. That's correct, Don. We're ready and willing. Keep an eye out for those teal for me. Somebody reported they saw some there. So uh, we got to check out those little blue-winged invaders. I know you know how to identify them. So let me know when you start seeing them. Sounds good, Don. I'll keep an eye out for you and give you a report next week. Sounds good. Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right, up next is Brendan Bayard. We're going back to Grand Isle because that's where he is, and he's there for the reason everybody else is today that has a kayak. It's the Ride the Bull tournament going on at Bridgeside Marina and Caminata Pass. Back with Brendan's report for you paddlers and peddlers right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, they're stroking all over the place down there in Grand Isle. They're coming out of pass. And this report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters in mid-city of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. And they have outfitted a lot of the contestants who are down there now for the Ride the Bull Tournament. And Brendan Bayard is also down there. Brendan, uh, we just got a report from Sam. He said there's about 400 uh, contestants in this morning's competition down there. Number Don, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of fish caught today. I think uh, the water is in nice condition. It's a little. It's going to be pouring out of here pretty fast. So uh, just make sure that when you're uh, out there in the in the water, if you get too close to the beach where it's going to be really funneling out that you uh, save some energy to get back in that pass. Yeah, we're looking at over a foot-and-a-half tide range, and if there's going to be any wind that comes up, it's anticipated it's going to have a little northeast in it, so that's going to make that that paddle back in. As you say, uh, you're going to need to save some energy to make sure you make that in there. How about anchoring out there on a day like today? Uh, It's it's probably going to be kind of a cluster if you try to anchor. I might uh, I might not do that if I didn't have to. If you certainly if you have a pedal drive kayak, I would not advise anchoring. Just hold yourself in place with those pedals. Kind of aim your uh, your bow into the current or the wind, whatever is the you know driving the uh, the most driving factor, if if you will. But uh, I think uh, anchoring you're probably going to have to have you know twice to three times what you anticipate needing and you're going to have to have a really long line and and those two combinations just really make it kind of a a burden as a kayaker to to leave that much anchor line with so many lines in the water i I just worry that that that's just going to be kind of a headache for yourself if you try to do that um 
if you if you kind of get towards the towards the shore maybe you can get away with that but uh i like to target the bull reds in that you know kind of 12 foot range of water and uh that's going to be tough to anchor in brendan the catch boats this year are going to actually come out and weigh the fish on location uh how are they telling the anglers to notify them when they've got a fish if they can't see it normally it's pretty easy to spot but with so many boats out there and as you know when a school moves in it's like everybody hooks up at the same time what are they telling uh, the contestants to do to get their fish weighed by the, the catch boats? Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely have your paddle up in the air. I would get your buddies to yell as well. And usually with a, a couple of people signaling, those boats, those catch boats will get over to you pretty quickly and get you weighed. What do you think it's going to take to win it? Uh, man, um, probably, probably 36. Uh, anywhere from 32 to 36 pounds, depending on how big the reds are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty sizable fish, and there will be lots of them caught for sure. Uh, what's your favorite bait? Do you go with the crab or do you go with the, the mullet or something different? Uh, you know, cut mullet's probably, uh, I think, the, probably the easiest. I pref- believe it or not, I like, to, I like to fish lures a lot. I like to fish. Uh, big rattle traps. I like to fish uh, kind of big bladed uh, spoons and all kinds of things that just kind of make noise and make draw attention. Um, you know, certainly different spots along the along the fishing area uh, dictate different different lures. And like if I'm if I'm right against a bridge, I might deep jig with a kind of a cobia sized jig and kind of vertically jig along those pilings. If I'm out by the beach, I might just sink it on the bottom. Uh, Certainly, if you if you see those bulls erupt, you know as they do sometimes in a kind of a big strawberry patch, you can really throw anything you want in there. It's, it's, hopefully, if it's not too heavy, uh, they'll they'll pick it up on the surface. But uh, you know, it's not too hard to catch bull reds if they're in the area. It's just really finding the schools when they come through, and that's uh, really a depth finder issue. Guys with a depth finder are going to have a pretty big advantage. And if you don't have a depth finder, certainly look around. And it's kind of like dove hunting. You'll you'll see birds coming into a field, you know, on one side. Your buddies are sh- shooting over there. Same mm-hmm. thing with bull red fishing. You, you look over there, people are hooking up. That school's coming through. Get ready. Exactly. Brendan, for people, not just for today, but who may be picking this up and listening and, and wanting to come down there on their own and do some bull red fishing in the past, how are you rigged up? Uh, I think it's extremely important, especially on a day like today where it's going to be tight quarters. Uh, don't go there under gun. Make sure you got some heavy duty stuff to get that fish in. What are you? How are you rigged up? I have a uh, a, a pretty beefy, about five thousand size uh, reel, spinning reel. I got about uh, sixty five pound braid on there, and I got a really uh, almost like a light snapper uh, spinning reel setup, if you will. Uh, I really want to horse these fish in really quickly. I don't want to leave them out, you know. The longer they stay out, the more likely they are to get hooked by somebody else's line, to come off, to shake off. That that hook kind of slips out sometimes. Um, and sometimes they're just holding on in their mouth, and they're not even hooked. And so if you get them up close, try to net them as quickly as you can. The uh, you, know, you can usually get a bull red in in about three minutes if you really crank on them. Now, if you want to, you know, fish them with a Zebco, you might take 20 minutes, but I don't suggest <laughs> that on a day like today. <laughs> right, yeah, they call it ride the bull because they, they will pull you around. But uh, 
the name of the game today with so many boats and tight quarters is get that fish in as quick as you can, and it's better for the fish. You go too light, you wear that fish down beyond the point of return, you lose the fish, you can't be live released. Yeah, then it's your duty to revive him for 20 minutes. Exactly. Well, good luck to you, Brendan. We'll be looking for an update next week, and uh, thanks for the report and the tips that you always give us. We, we appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. Bye. All right. There he goes, Brendan Bayard, down at the Ride the Bull Kayak Tournament, largest there is. All right. We come back after this. Uh, let's. Oh, yeah, bad boys of the outdoors, the case of the shark-napping shrimper. That's next on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking a couple of our text messages coming in. One from 6190. I got a report on a few teal in the marsh at Pecan Island last week. I got some whistling duck questions here. One says, are whistling ducks popular? Seeing and hearing many of these, that's Big E in Thibodeau. Uh, Yeah, the whistling, the Mexican whistlers are a duck that uh, they actually do a reverse migration. They come from south. We are their northern breeding grounds, and then they head back, but many of them, each and every year, more and more are staying here in Louisiana, and there's been some outcries to U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to allow hunters to take the whistling ducks in addition to the blue-winged teal because most of them are here then. But uh, so far, just no response and very slow response from U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to give hunters a little bit more opportunity. In fact, there's another one, uh, Dickey. He says that he lives on the North Shore Last few months, he had a lot of the Mexican whistlers in his yard. They were under his bird feeders. All of a sudden, they stopped visiting. Did they leave because they went back to Mexico because it's too hot here? LOL. Thank you. Uh, Well, I don't think it's any cooler in Mexico, but I think it's part of their natural migration pattern. And uh, I had the same thing. I had two pairs staying in my pond for months. One pair was very friendly, docile. Uh, they were pretty much eating out of my hand. When they saw me going back to the barn, they came running up. And the other two, uh, they they weren't total fear like the wood ducks do and take off, but uh, they were a little bit more cautious. But in the last few weeks, they've disappeared, haven't seen them, don't know where they went. We'll talk to Ryan Lambert a little more about that. He's got a ton of them over there at his place, and he's also got a, a hunting operation, a waterfowl hunting operation in Mexico, and we'll get his take on uh, the Mexican whistling ducks. All right, but right now we're going to take a quick pause before our bad boy feature and let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Dateline, August 17th. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Agents Corporal Jonathan Boudreaux and Agent Cody Salpietra were on patrol in Bay Cocodry in Terrebonne Parish when they observed a shrimp boat operated by Harley J. Walker, Jr., actively skimming for shrimp. The agents found that he did not possess the required licenses. And after further inspection, agents found Walker Jr. in possession of three undersized black-tipped sharks that Walker Jr. claimed he caught with a rod and reel but failed to produce basic and saltwater fishing licenses. Agents learned even more about Walker Jr. And when they discovered he had active warrants out, for his arrest in St. Tammany and Lafouche parishes for failing to appear for prior citations, they arrested Walker Jr. and booked him into the Lafouche Parish Jail, seized his catch of 300 pounds of shrimp that was sold to the highest bidder, and the sharks were donated to a local charity. Department of Wildlife and Fisheries also placed the boat on a seizure order. 
If convicted of all charges, including no vessel license, possessing over the limit of sharks, and undersized sharks, operating an unregistered boat, no basic and no saltwater fishing licenses, facing $1,350 in fines and up to 90 days in jail, is 44-year-old Harley J. Walker, Jr. of Raceland, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, yeah, the case of the shark-napping shrimper. There it is. It's in the books. All right, getting back to our text message board. Uh, let's see. The River Rats check in. He says, uh, the fire has restarted at the Mississippi line on I-10 low visibility. What is it about that spot that catches on fire and they put it out and it burns out and then it comes back again and causes problems there if you're traveling along the I-10 Gulf Coast Corridor? Be aware. I also got this tip in from uh, 0313. If you're cooking outside, watch the pit ambers. They travel a long way. That's another tip to add to the no cigarette butts out the window and uh, watch your trailer safety chains creating sparks. And we have this one from uh, a Methodist. He says, I enjoy your show. Ask questions to learn. Who's the patron saint of fishermen? Well, everybody knows the patron saint of hunters is St. Hubert, and I've named this broadcast studio in honor of the patron saint of hunter. The patron saint of fishermen, actually, we have two. Uh, one, of course, the famous fisherman, St. Peter, but also his brother, St. Andrew. St. Peter's and Andrew, patron saint for the fishermen. Uh, let's see. Here's a Silver Hill guy. Have you heard about the new restrictions in the Gulf protecting an endangered whale? Oil rig boats can only travel during the day. Yeah, we mentioned that a while back, and there were some attempts to, to get that repealed because it was talking about 10 knots of speed, and, uh, you know, if it gets put on recreational boaters, that's certainly going to make life harder. Thanks for reminding us about that. And here's a question. How do animals survive a wildfire? We'll talk about that later, because we got a break to take, and when we come back, we talk to the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. He is next for your listening pleasure and information on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man, as he is called on this show, is Captain Ryan Lambert, the Cajun Fishing Adventures, and uh, has also a place called Nole Hase in Mexico. And, Ryan, we've had some uh, discussion about uh, the whistling ducks. I know you had a really big crop of them at your home base there. Uh, are they still there, or are you seeing less of them? Uh, mine left, and some other people said they've disappeared. Are they? Some of them well, have migrated back to Mexico this time of year. Well, what it is, they, they've got their young on the ground now, so we get, you know, we'll have a hundred in the evening, and a lot of them are young ones. So, so the flocks multiply out with the with the new new hatchlings, and uh, so we have a bunch. This full moon, most of them will leave on this full moon. This full moon's gonna do it all on the thirtieth. It's gonna be redfish spawning, ducks leaving, uh, teal coming. It, it's gonna change the whole world. So. That's just the way it works. Ms. Carmen's yeah, already got her little sad face on. <laughs> yeah, it's called the sturgeon moon. I don't know why they call it that, but, you know, each one of these moon phases has its own name, and this one happens to be sturgeon and comes at a time, yeah, there'll be some teal traveling for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Down at Nolejase, are whist- Mexican ducks uh, an important part of the bag limit down there? I know you guys get a lot of redheads and pintails and quite a few other species down there. It's essentially zero. We we are, uh, you know, it's uh, all about the pintail and the redhead, and and there's not not too many whistling 
birds come through there, you know, where we're at. So uh, we don't, I, you know, I see them there, but like I see them here, but we don't shoot them. We just, you know, one of them might be Miss Carmen's pet. <laughs> yeah, they, they do tame down very, very quickly, that's for sure. Well, sounds like you might be on the water. Are you out there now? I'm at the launch getting ready to put in. Uh, after a disastrous day yesterday, it was uh, east wind and water. And water's in the parking lot again this morning. You know, east wind really pushed the water up. And uh, a lot of the bull reds are, you know, staging up to go spawn. So it was a tough day. I got a five-foot garfish for a four-foot man. So that was a good thing. <laughs> and we ate him at the lodge, speaking of the, that cookbook. And uh, everybody couldn't believe it. They said, oh, my gosh, it's so good, a garfish. I can't believe it. Yeah, well, they're good. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, just because a fish looks ugly and looks prehistoric doesn't mean it's not delicious. I mean, look at a crawfish. That's not the most uh, handsome dude around either. But, you know, that uh, we cook, yeah, an oyster. We, we cooked the uh, snakehead. That was absolutely delicious. And uh, uh, Jose told me yesterday that he did the same thing. He couldn't believe how, how good it was. Yeah, it's a, kind of a combination of a, a bass filet with crab meat mixed in is the way I describe it. It's really good stuff. Well, what yeah, else y'all been good. doing down there? You name it, buddy. We're doing it. We, uh, <laughs> we are getting ready for duck season already. And... and uh, the boys getting ready for the blinds. We've been having a lot of people that uh from Florida in, and we're doing mostly bull reds right now for them. But mm-hmm. it's been really good. Somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to ask you. They wanted to get an update on the Rosso cane. You know, we had that that disease that was going through it and was threatening to wipe it out, and then a different strain kind of started taking in. What can you tell us about Rosso's down there right now along the river? The European strain is doing really well. The one they call the LSU one with the purple top, it's doing right. well. The other ones, you know, as as they get a little older, their scale's there. The scale's on my bamboo. It's on my hibiscus. It's eating me out of house and home now. Wow. It's, uh, it's killing the plants around the lodge because they really thrive in the heat, and there's been no rain. In fact, it's brown down here. All the grass is brown. Neutral ground, levy, everything is brown. I mean, it's been uh, uh, one heck of a drought. But, uh, you know, we, we just deal with it, and hopefully, hopefully we'll get some rain, and we'll, we'll dust our grass off. We won't really cut it. <laughs> well, you so know, we had a great uh, trip to Norliasi. I just got back on uh, Wednesday, and that was phenomenal. What did y'all do? Well, we were just dove hunting. You know, okay. there's high volumes of dove, doves right now, and, you know, I shot my little five boxes of hunting and had a great time. So uh, it was good. Just getting my eye right for teal. There are some teal <laughs> down, but 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 there are, the salt water has decimated our food source. We have the, the deer peas. We have uh, tickweed, you know, a good bit of that. But a lot of the duck potatoes have already been killed off with the salt water because the river's been low since June. So it's going to be a tough duck season, to say the least. Well, if you got the water and you got some food in it, uh, you're going to be covered up with ducks because there's a lot of places, little fresh and, and, and brackish marsh areas and fields that normally hold a lot of water when you get heavy rains this time of year. They're all bone dry. Yeah. And they're going to have any teal in yeah. those, so they're going to congregate wherever things are right. Yeah, well, wherever they, there's going to be some uh, vegetation. There's going to be a lot of ducks. You know, I saw them 
spots yesterday, hundreds of model ducks here and nothing somewhere else. Yeah, well, so, uh, you, you, you're aware of that new model duck rule, huh? 15 days, nothing. Right, and then one for the you know, rest that's, of the that's season. Kind of a, yeah, that's kind of a puddle duck and you know, small puddles, so, you know, it doesn't matter to me if I kill any of them, you know, because I know they're in decline. And you know, I like to conserve what I can. So yeah, there's not many of those else, taken. Beware. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? If, I said that there's not many of those model ducks that are taken anyway. It's not a big part of the bag list. No, sure. uh, I think that's more killed in teal season than killed in the regular season by yeah by, by people accident. that just got to shoot everything. No, it ain't an accident. They just shoot because they they see something. You know, I see it all yeah. the time. Well, we got a spot for them on the bad boys feature. Take care. <laughs> we just got so hard for them guys to catch them doing it, though. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why uh, they rely on their eyes and ears, and uh, and everybody calling in that toll free number and, and reporting those kind of things. It helps them out. That's exactly right. I've helped them in the past, and I'll help them in the future. You got it. All right, Captain Ryan. If somebody wants to give you a call, books up some of those teal dates. Uh, give them the phone number. Yeah, they can just call me 504-559-5111. I do have a few teal dates left open, and uh, I think teal is going to be great. We got a, co- a cold front coming, and got that full moon, so it doesn't open to the 15th. If we get a couple of cold fronts, it'll be phenomenal. Absolutely. All right, looking forward to it, and looking forward to a change in this hot, hot weather. Thank you, Captain Ryan. Oh, Talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you. All, All righty, there he goes, Captain Ryan Lambert, putting a boat in the water. When we come back after this, going to get to your text messages, answer a few questions. You want to get something in, it's 504-260-1870. That should be in your phone by now. Put it in your contact list so you can text us every Saturday morning and tell us who you are and where you are. We'd love to hear from you. Be right back to do it on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, taking a look at our text message board, we got some questions coming in. Here's one that's an oldie but a goodie. Question, has the new trout limit gone into effect yet? That's from 5391. Well, what the trout limit that is proposed, it is not in effect yet. Uh, It's been modified a few times. Right now they're looking at a 13 to 20-inch slot size. In other words, you'd have to catch a trout over 13 and under 20 to keep it. However, you're allowed to keep two over the 20-inch, the limit would be changed to a total of 15 fish per person instead of 25, and any professional fishing guides would not be allowed to keep their limit when they're on a fishing trip, their own personal limit. So that's what the latest is and where it goes from here. They're going to have a public hearing coming up next month on the 21st. It's going to be at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. If you want to go there and be heard and give them some input, If it stays the same or if it's modified, then there will be a 30-day legislative oversight period. If it survives the legislature, which I have my doubts about whether it will, based on what they did with the last proposal put before them, uh, it could be a final rule as early as November of this year, but that all remains to be seen. So that's where the speckled trout stands. Right now it's the same as it's been for the last several years. Here's one, uh, uh, Don, I live in Morero, want to start in the outdoors, used to fish when I was a kid, would like to go fishing. Who should I connect with, seeing I haven't any ideas regarding persons who are going fishing and not thinking about loading up on gear at this moment? Well, my suggestion is participate in Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Get Out and Fish program. They have ponds all over the state. Uh, there's gonna there's some not too far from Morero where they stock 
uh, channel catfish, and in the spring they stock rainbow trout, very minimal gear. You need just a basic rod and reel and a cork and some worms, uh, and you can catch some beautiful catfish. In fact, if you go on our Bayou Wild TV uh, past episodes, go to BayouWildTV.com, our website. Uh, I did a feature not long ago, and I went to one of the ponds. I went to the one in Hammond and caught some beautiful uh, channel catfish, showed how it was done. It's easy enough. Fish from the bank. You park right close to it. That's a good way to start, and then from there you can move out. Also, being you're in Marrero, I would suggest uh, there's some parks. you got the state park down there, the Bayou Sinet. There's some fishing there, as well as uh, New Orleans City Park. There's some good fish in there. All right, here's old man Sam saying, Miss Mexican whistling ducks are resident short migrant birds. South Louisiana is pretty much the northernmost range of their short migration. Yes, it is. And the old dog with a, a tip, cooling towel, and an ice chest full of water. Put it on your neck, a big help to cool off. You might even want to put some of that cool blue or uh, Florida water in there, too, even help a little more. And we can always count on David Hubble to check things out. He says he looked up the sturgeon moon. According to the old farmer's almanac, the August full moon is the sturgeon moon because abundance of the sturgeon in the Great Lakes in August hundreds of years ago. So there we go. You learn stuff on this program. I do, too. Uh, Here's one that says, is there anything wildlife or someone else ever going to do anything about overgrown lilies, especially in the Carnarvon area? You're talking about those pesky uh, water hyacinths. They used to spray them. It's so widespread and it's so expensive. They've given that effort up, tried to introduce some bugs that would eat them. That hasn't been successful. Salt water is about the only thing that stops them. Uh, They're here to stay. All right, here's one looking for recipes on apple snails. I know what that's about. TV station that I work with, uh, they were commenting on apple snails, and uh, they were saying they you couldn't eat them, and the weather guy, Chris Franklin, said you could. And uh, so I chimed in and let them know, yes, they are. We've got a recipe in the Can't Beat Them, Eat Them cookbook by Chef Philippe. Uh, now, they are toxic if you eat them raw, and it's a little labor-intensive, but in a red gravy, he's got them very good. All right, does wildlife uh, survive the fires? Yes, they do. They run or they fly or they go down deep to avoid it. And here's one looking for sheephead in past Christian. Good luck. How do you like them cooked? Uh, you can put them on the grill on the half shell, or you can boil them with cheesecloth and it's just like crab meat. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Hope you'll come back and join us again next week for our little two-hour journey into the great outdoors. Thanks to Cullen Steele, our producer back at the Mothership, for pushing all the right buttons at the right time. We'll see you next week on the Outdoors with Tom Dubuque Radio Network. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 